Now why would I give a thought to creatures so base, so inconsequential? <laughs> well, they are base. That's for sure. show uh i'm your saggy kick joined by my pig soldier oh wait i'm your saggy kick kevin that's my name joined by my pig snotted soldier marshall where's the baby today on episode four of season whatever is Schleping Bete slash Enchantre Domingo. So, yeah, we last left our heroes off. Uh, they had attended the Royal Ball Girls. Um, and now they're attending the complete opposite, the Royal Slumber Party. Um, so, yeah, we're going to talk about all that and more. But first, we're going to take... Um, a little, little, little stop in the Disney corner, and we're gonna, yeah. After this, we're gonna take a, a bit of a break from the DC, but we we, we do have one more stop planned on the itinerary. Mm-hmm. Um, so enjoy this this lively conversation while you can. Um, and yeah, we're gonna talk about Sleeping Beauty from 1950, 1959. Oh, I thought it was a. That was a little earlier, like 1953 or so, but it's fine. <clears throat> so yeah, Sleeping Beauty. What are what are your your your? Well, let's do a thing where we talk about the history <laughs> or like our history anyway, and then we can get into like you know top of top of mind thoughts. So hit it, Johnny. Oh boy, never would have saw this coming. I'm pretty sure I mentioned it in the Castle Dream episodes, but another movie I have not seen since ye old childhood days. Um, mm-hmm. And very similar to you, I always thought this was... Sleeping Beauty feels like it came out before Cinderella. I I had a very similar like recollection as a kid, like, this is the order they go in, but was completely flabbergasted when mm-hmm. we were doing our BBS prep, and I'm like, oh no, it actually is... Like ten years, well, nine or ten years after Cinderella, which I thought was very funny. But it's probably one of the yeah. least watched Disney movies, it, on like my radar. Yeah, yeah. So like, I don't. This was not in my babysitter's VHS collection, oh, no. or maybe it was, but maybe I just didn't watch it a lot. But yeah, I don't have quite as much familiarity with this one. Yeah. Um, well, it's interesting. As a kid, definitely watched this one the least, mm. of these three anyway, but, like, yeah, Disney in general, not so much. But, like, as an adult, I feel like I've seen this one more recently than the other two, mm. and I don't know when I would have watched it, but it just felt more familiar. Okay. So, 
it's yeah it's interesting like hmm, hmm sleeping beauty what are my thoughts um <laughs> on the paper like on paper i feel like i would enjoy this one a lot more than the other two but yeah when i watch it and again cause, like this one feels familiar like i feel like every time i watch it i don't know i'm just like this is good but this is this is something missing or yeah it's like there's a reason why yeah i feel like i probably didn't go back to it much as a kid mm -hmm. so i can't quite put my finger on it but maybe maybe we can you know complete that journey together in this <laughs> podcast um so yeah what do you what do you think of this most recent viewing so here. yeah like you mentioned this is probably one of the movies i've seen incredibly little of or the least i was very pleasantly surprised upon rewatching it okay i thought like i would this is going to be like my snooze fest but like mm. i was actually a little drawn into majority of sleeping mm. beauty which okay. i you know sometimes you learn new things about yourself Every day of your life. And I discovered that I, yeah. I kind of do like Sleeping Beauty. Again, I thought it was going to be pretty boring compared to, like, I really like we Snow White. Stan we stand Sleeping Beauty. Yeah, yeah, We And we talked about last week, Cinderella's kind of very middle of the road. Doesn't do anything yeah. great, but it's not inoffensive. I was very surprised by Sleeping Beauty. And so I, again, like, I really, really liked it, actually. Which... Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like, I'm not gonna... I definitely don't dislike it. Like, I like it. I don't love it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Like, okay, so... F for the most part... Mm -hmm. I, pro I think what I like the most is just the art style. It's just more visually interesting. Like, yeah. The character designs are more, like, stylized, so it feels a little more modern. Yes. And, like, the backgrounds are really nice. It's got that weird, like, I don't know even what to call it, but the square tree aesthetic. And <laughs> especially, like, the intro sequence, it all feels, like, very, like, you know, medieval tapestry-like, where, like, it's all, like, very, like... I don't know. Like, the perspective is, like, very, like, head-on, so mm -hmm. everything just looks really flat, but, like, in a way that's pleasing. Um, and, yeah, I think this has kind of the same effect of Snow White, where, for the most part, um, the story's pretty simple, but, like, at least it continues to move forward, so... Yeah, it, it's mm -hmm. more engaging than Cinderella, that's for sure. Definitely. But, um, mm -hmm. And it's just got that, you know, fairy tale charm. So, like, you got, you know, the princess and the prince, and you got the magical fairies in the kingdom. So it's, I don't know, it's 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 got that sort of old world charm to it. Um, yeah. And, like, yeah, the whole setup... Or, like, the the opening with, you know, the three fairies show up and give her the, the incredibly shallow gifts of beauty and song and then X. A specific um, counterspell. <laughs> Counter curse, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And then Maleficent also shows up and he's like, <laughs> should have made sure my invite made it to me because I'm not going to accept this curse to your baby. No. Um, 
like that's all good and then yeah you get the whole like okay now we're gonna whisk her away to the forest and we're going we're going to be her three gay mothers for the next 16 years <laughs> um so it's just like you know it's got that pretty you know solid setup as far as what the story is yeah um yeah i think my issue is just like there's no real main character because Aurora or Briar Rose, Briar Rose. Um, doesn't really do anything because, yeah, she's a Disney princess from the 1950s. <laughs> um, like, literally, her whole job is just to fall asleep. Uh, way to go. Um, and fall in love. And then, yeah, Prince Philip is also really boring. I guess he's a little more interesting than the other two princes. Yeah. Question mark. But um, not by like a, a like including I mean, he's got more involvement yeah. at the very least, but in terms of like Yeah. He's definitely a step in the right direction, but it's like a half step. It's not like a full step. It's not a stride. We're still in yeah, he's... the princess is where it all matters and the prince mm. is just a slab of meat. Basically, yeah, and also it, it it's really weird the like age gap between them where like yes. he's like he's like at least five or six in that opening yeah. where he's looking oh god like look at your future bride and it's literally a baby he has the like, reaction oh, of the audience okay. and that is like what the hell are you trying to sell me on sir yeah <sighs> yeah it's questionable and then yeah she's 16 so he's like probably early 20s so it's like okay uh it was a different time yeah it was but, the 14th um, century it was so modern mm-hmm. oh. but yeah like he doesn't really do it like the whole movie is just kind of like the fairies and the maleficent like moving their little pawns along the chessboard exactly um so it's like yeah, I don't know. Like, there's no real central figure to latch on to, because, like, the fairies are all just kind of, like, you know, bumbling biddies, or, like, <laughs> Pink. you know, they're not really relatable, like, they're just kind of, just, I don't know, they don't know how to be human, and, like, they're, They've been human you know, for it's not like the movie's years. about them. Or at least during the time skip they are, but yeah. Yeah, like, it's fun to watch them, but, yeah, like, their whole goal is just protect Aurora, and then Aurora's whole goal is go to sleep. So, like, I don't know, there's just, like, there's no one to root for, I guess, is, like, my issue, whereas, at least with, you know, Snow White, as we mentioned, like, you know, she's got a little something-something, you, you don't, you want to see her, you know, not get poisoned by an apple. Yeah. Um, And even Cinderella, you know, like, she's got a little more business going on. For sure. Uh, but yeah, the, the Aurora is just like, oh my god, who cares? <laughs> yeah, she's she's definitely, I mean, the, the, the meme exists, we've been saying it for years, but uh, Aurora does nothing. Uh, in fact, she inspires uh, Sora and the fact that Sora goes to sleep way too often in Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Yeah. But yes, yeah. She, she kind of just exists for the main part, and it's probably the most inoffensive when it comes to the... Uh, to the Disney princesses. So, yeah. yeah. It, it's I kind of had the same thought where there's not there's not really a side you're looking for. It truly is you just kind of observe a story happening. It doesn't, doesn't exactly. focus or centralize against around one individual or one single character. Like, we look at 
Let's I mean, we'll, we'll use yeah. our past two movies. Like literally everything revolves around Snow White. Everything revolves around Cinderella and the happening. Whereas Aurora is kind of a side there. Again, like you were saying, there's no main character in Sleeping Beauty. Like every character exists for kind of the same amount of time, actually. Now that I'm like giving it more thought. The only person, maybe the queen doesn't get as much screen time as the other characters, but every kind of named-ish character they introduce has about an equal opportunity yeah. screen time. Maybe the fairies have a little bit more because of their plot relevance, but everyone yeah. kind of gets their due, I think. Mm-hmm. No one really shines too, too bright, but it, it feels very much like more like an ensemble cast than here are your star yeah. players. Yeah, like a, like feels like a play, kind of, where it's like, now here's this scene with these two wacky characters. Duh. Um, So... Yeah, I think the the star of the show, really though, is obviously Maleficent. Um, yeah, because she's just she's the HBC baby. Um, <laughs> so she's fun to see being evil for evil's sake and just so petty, uh, but also you know genuinely threatening. So that's good to see. Yes. Um. And yeah, like I don't know, she's just so menacing and like. The voice actor is just really nails it, and it's it's weird how uncanny, you know, yes. modern day Maleficent's mm-hmm. voice is. Like, I think she does a really good job of recapturing the uh, the sinisterness. Definitely. Um, Definitely. I had to recheck so, to make sure it wasn't Alice in Wonderland situation where we did yeah, get the original I was voice that, actor. Where it's like, wait a minute, it. but yeah, I don't, I don't think so. No, no, it's it's uh, no, it's not the it's not the same voice actress, but. Again, like, you, yeah. like you're saying, the similarities are there. It's 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 not completely indistinguishable, but they're very similar voices and notes. So, yeah, yeah. I appreciate that. So yeah, it's it's cool to see where you know she came from, like seeing her like inner element. Because yeah, we we're used to seeing her in Kingdom Hearts, but here it's like unfiltered Maleficent. Or yeah, she's just really evil and just like always like. Yep. Just trying to mess things up. Like, my favorite part is when... I mean, her whole plan is just, yes, I'm going to curse this baby to die in 16 years. <laughs> True. And then when she gets that, she realizes... Well, it's funny. Like, the fairies are at least um, the green one who's Fauna. Yes. Which always throws me off. I feel like the green one should be Flora. True. But whatever. <laughs> she, like tries to empathize with her she's like maybe i feel like she's not very happy or she's got to have some good in her um which i mean i guess they kind of explore that in like the live action movies but um yeah it, it cuts to her in her little throne room and like it's very like grinch-esque where she, yes. like, she's just kind of sad and lonely and you realize oh like that's all she's had going for her for the last 16 years is this evil <laughs> curse <laughs> so then she decides like Ah, let's go mess with the prince. Why not? And then, like, she paints this whole picture of, like, all right, in a hundred years, I'll let you go to your sleeping beauty, and then she'll see you, and you'll be old and hideous. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do, just like, like, just kind of imagine her, like, with a calendar, like, in a sh- like every day yeah. she wakes up in joy and marks, you know, marks the last day off, but then you see, like, you know, there's still, like, several more months left to go. And she's like, this is the only thing I live for. Basically, yeah. (laughs) Which, again, you got to respect the commitment. Um, 
so yeah, that's great. And like, I think the, the most fun part of this movie is just, which Disney has kind of nailed by now, but like any sort of magic animation is just always a good time. Yes. So the fairies are a real joy to behold. Cause yeah, they, they're like the most magical because mm-hmm. um, the fairy godmother in Cinderella is really just the one bibbity bobbity boo scene, but here, like, yeah, they're they're matching all over the place. Um, so that's fun to see, and yeah, the the hijinks of making the cake and uh, making the dress <laughs> and everything, like big Fantasia vibes. All the like, yeah, yeah, absolutely, and yeah, like the 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 fairy dust effects are always really satisfying, and then yeah, probably my favorite scene, which again. Very big uh, Cinderella bubble Mm -hmm. sequence Mm -hmm. energy is, yeah, when they put the spell on the whole kingdom to go to sleep, and it's just, uh, (laughs) the the spell is is affecting me, too, because literally I fell asleep during that sequence. (laughs) Um, Oh, how poignant. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, it's definitely got its, its, its pluses. Um, and then, yeah, the whole, like, pretty much from that point on, like, the rest of it's pretty engaging, where they go to, um, whatever it's called, the, the Forbidden Mountain. Yeah, Forbidden um, Mountain. And you get to see the, uh, the wild rumpus with Maleficent's minions, that's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they're, like, you know doing some tactical espionage action. They find the prince, they arm him, uh, and then we get some some magic escapades of escaping the castle. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Maleficent is about had it up to here with these no-good fairies, and then she gets involved, and then, yeah, it's just... Ah, you love to see it. But, like all these Disney movies, it's a little abrupt, where... It's funny, like, how the thorn imagery is so... Synonymous. Connected. Yeah, yeah, with Sleeping Beauty. Like, I'm pretty sure, like, on the VHS or the Blu-ray or whatever, like, mm-hmm. the it will have the thorns and it'll be, like, around the title. But, yeah, it doesn't show up until the very end. Yeah. And it's not really an obstacle. Like, he just kind of hacks away at them and just gets through. And it's like, okay. Ex- yeah, exactly. Uh, they're they're done. just like a, an accompaniment <laughs> or a background. They're a three-second chop, 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 chop scene. I'm, I'm yeah. pretty sure the world anim- the world logo animation in BBS is like the thorns yes, coming out and then the you know, yeah. Enchanted logo or Enchanted Dominion logo. So who would have Yeah, thought? like yeah, I mean, we'll get to it in the, when we get to our game discussion. But yeah, like you'd think they would like use it more in the game too, but they don't really. And then, yeah. But we get the final sequence where Maleficent goes sicko mode and turns into... Quite possibly, like, the pinnacle of dragon design, if you ask me. Mm. Um, so, you'd love to see it. And, like, the sound effects, too, of, like, her, like, gnashing her teeth. Yep. Mm, good stuff. Um, and the green fire, like, oh. Oh. <laughs> so, so imposing. Um, but, yeah, similar story where she kind of goes out like a wimp. um uh, but yeah like like i said like there's definitely a lot of good to be had here um yes definitely it's it's very funny seeing um cinderella and then snow white and then this because again we i mean it's 
essentially the th- central theme kind of of the movie and then well, as we talked to the gameplay definitely but maleficent feels she might be lacking in some areas but feels more fleshed out as a villain compared to like the evil queen oh, or yeah. even lady tremaine yeah. i think of like pinocchio i'm trying to think of like you know the uh, the more the earlier disney films we've already reviewed and seen through disney corner um i guess hook is also a step sim- in this similar direction like hook feels he's uh, not in, like a very central bef- focus as, was Peter Pan before Sleeping Beauty? That's also the question as well, I think. Was... I feel like it might be, because, yeah, this is 59, so I feel like yeah, Peter uh, Pan was not in the 60s. Peter Pan was 53. There we go. Oh, that's so, yes. oh, so maybe Hook is, like, the mm, prototypical Disney villain. This is basically what yeah. I was thinking, yeah. Because Hook, again, not like a complete centralized focus, but still a big part of the story, and Maleficent feels like of that level, if not, like, a little step beyond as well. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. That was, uh... That, w- that was my thought, because, th- again, the prior villains don't really kind of stand out in my mind as much. Oh, yeah. For sure. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. It's, it's definitely worth watching. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, like, the art style is really nice, so, like, that alone, I yes. feel like it's, you it, know, worth checking out. Yeah, it's just even um, a departure from, like, the standardized style they had for the past you know 15 20 years so it feels like a breath of fresh yeah. air definitely and it feels almost like um ugh, i was trying to remember exactly what cartoon and uh, definitely like a looney tune but like some sort of hanna barbera like of the time like it feels more stylized as opposed to oh yeah kind like, of like there's a very specific Disney. era of tom and jerry yes that mm. i can think of where like it's very like the line work is very yeah. heavy but like everything else is like really simplified mm-hmm um, and yeah, I find it very aesthetically pleasing. Definitely. So, yeah, totally. <clears throat> um, yeah. So a few stray thoughts I had. Um, I love how King Hubert, um, is literally just the king from Cinderella. Like, <laughs> yes. Same, same motivation, same character design, mm-hmm. same like maniacal temperament. Um, I rub my grandchildren. Basically, yeah. Um, the the loot hero, the drunkard, the bard, is, whatever, uh, whatever the fuck his name is. Yeah, best character in the movie. He's uh, he's the real one. <laughs> <laughs> he is all of us. Yes. Um. <laughs> um. And yeah, I thought it was really funny how. Well, one, the timing is just sensational of, like, literally on her 16th birthday, they finally find her because these dumb fairies oh. are having their little magic off. It's not even like they just accidentally snuck one little magical ray through the chimney yeah. while they were doing that. No, they were, like, blasting each other <laughs> till the cows came home. And then, yeah, he saw it. Um, and then, yeah, through that, Aurora gets uh, gets spinning-wheeled. Um but I thought it was funny how, like, you know, that morning, Maleficent's, you know, all like, oh my gosh, my evil plan will come to fruition. And then she gets a report from her little piggy lieutenant. And he's like, yep, we've been checking every cradle in the kingdom, ma'am. And she's like, <laughs> cradle. <laughs> you fools! And then, ah, uh, the, uh, the, 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 the evil Thunderbolt scene is very satisfying. Definitely. Um... 
but yeah, I, I just think it's funny how like there's a precedent of Maleficent working with incompetence. Um, <laughs> She'll be used to that. We, yeah, so I guess it makes sense that yeah, yeah she gets annoyed by her underlings. Actually, it really does. Um, and then yeah, I thought it was funny how for some reason one of the scenes that sticks out to me the most in this movie is mm. when uh, Meriwether. The blue one, I think it's her anyways, yes. uh, gets a taste for blood and she goes back to uh, <laughs> pursue the crow and yes. he's like, he realizes, oh, oh crap, I'm in danger. And then he's like flying around panicking. <laughs> um, and then she turns him to stone. So one, they establish at the very beginning, their magic can only be used for good. So... How does turning a defenseless animal into stone <laughs> fit under that definition? It's self-defense. Um, mm, except she was literally chasing after him. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta um, turn the tables on him. Never let him know your next move, I guess. Yeah. And then, yeah, Maleficent comes out, and it's just a very oh. comical routine. She's like, what do you have to report, my pretty? Wait a minute! Oh! Like, really? You, you, you couldn't tell that your bird is a statue? <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, that's when she, uh... That's when she pops off. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah. It's a good time. Um, Definitely. It's, uh... Yeah, no other... No, they're big thoughts. Yeah, I had like small passing ones. It reminded, uh, the climax reminded me of Snow White only because it's like, hey, here's like f like four fifths of the movie. Oh crap, we need a climax. All right, here's tw all right, twenty minutes. Let's go, baby. Start the clock. Countdown. And then it kind of just yeah. from there. Um, Basically, I had a I had a very surreal moment where they the fairies tell her like, oh, you're the princess Aurora. Blah 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 blah. And we have to go take you to see your father. And I'm like, keep Locker in a dungeon somewhere until the sun actually yeah, sets. Like, Please, like... You can't like, wait one day. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, she's like, oh, yeah. I want to stay Ugh. here. My prince, my, my prince, my, you know... Um, I'm, I met a boy and I'm in love because I'm a Disney princess. And they're like, oh, nope, we gotta leave. Nope. Can't stay here. And I'm like, no, no, just just stay your asses still. This will all be over very, very shortly. Um, yep. Yeah. I And I guess animation-wise, and just kind of, like, scene-wise, I do like the scene where King Stefan and King Hubert get pissed off. It It is really, truly, like, two drunk dads being like, yeah, yeah. you think math fun's not good enough for your daughter? And then they, like, like punch each other a few times, and then they're like, what the hell are we doing? Yeah. That seems so weird to me, because, yeah, they're, like, bragging about, like, oh, like, yeah, my spawn is too good for yours, but it's, like, King Philip, like, you've not seen your daughter in 16 years, like, maybe, like, focus on just meeting her and getting to know her, <laughs> but he's immediately, like, I want grandkids, like, sweetie, like, get, get to know the child you have, but you, like, immediately want her to pop out a new baby like what the hell yep uh, it's telling a 16 year old girl that you need to have children does not age well in the 21st century yeah. so that, that was yeah. that was definitely like a ooh, ooh, ooh moment but uh yeah yeah it's like i feel bad for her like she's like 
there is like the sweet scene where the, the fairies realize uh, baby going home and then they start to cry. Yeah. And then Flora says, oh, we're being a bunch of ninnies. But yeah, it's like, <laughs> well, I'm sure that they weren't the best mothers because they don't understand most things. But <laughs> at least they loved her. But like, yeah, like she's going to this like weird princess life where like, yeah, her parents, one, don't know her. But yeah, just see her as as an end to a, me- a means to an end as far as... Yeah. Give us grandchildren and, yeah, like, unite these kingdoms. kingdoms. So, like, I feel like, yeah, you know, there's all these, like, like, Disney in real life. Um, But, yeah, like, she would probably be, like, really unhappy. Like, (laughs) yeah. Like, she's probably better off being asleep. (laughs) Um, What is the deal with these kingdoms, by the way? Like, (laughs) King Hubert's just, like, hanging out, like, are you, like, a part of this kingdom? Or are you just visiting and just loitering? Like, I, I don't understand. Like, what is the motive there? <laughs> Absolutely no idea. <laughs> they don't give any specific... They don't give any specifics to either kingdom, really. It's just, we want to unite the two kingdoms and we're best friends, so... Yep. Here's here here's your betrothed. That, it, like, open and shut. Yeah. It was confusing. Um... Oh yeah, Sleeping Beauty, everyone. I um, think we've talked about that enough. Not we're thirty minutes in. Um, so yeah, let's close this chapter on the Disney corner for now. But we'll for be now. back shortly. Um, oh yeah, one other thing is I, I appreciate how all three of these, and I'm curious if there are any others, but they mm-hmm. they open and close with the the live action stop animation. Oh yes. Book. Mm. Yeah, I like pretty, that touch. Pretty good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Which, of course, is later to be lampooned by one Trek 2001. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Let's see it. But, yeah. And where one book closes, another opens. So, yeah, let's talk about uh, the video game version. So, I'm going to have to rejigger my memory because, yeah, um... <laughs> I first played Terra Segment, which is the first chronologically Correct. of Enchanted Dominion, like, yeah, three weeks ago. Um, mm-hmm. So this will be fun. But, yeah, so this is the first world stop period. Yep. Um, and, yeah, Terra pops in. And we get a very... Um, yeah, he, like, warps in, so you get to see what it actually looks like when they... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, disembark, which is interesting. It's it's kind of like how um, I think it's Pride Lands and Kingdom Hearts two, where you see them like beam down, like and they're like digitized, which yes. is kind of weird. Mm-hmm. But similar effect here, where yeah, he like opens the portal, which looks very much like um, the giant energy bombs, the spirit bombs from the lingering will fight. <laughs> yeah, so that's interesting. And then, yeah, he comes out in his Keyblade armor. And then it kind of phases out. So, yeah, it's just, like, one of those things, like, I think last episode we were joking, like, okay, why, like, how does Vent, like, where did Ventus land in the Castle Dreams to just immediately end up in this rat trap? And same with Aqua, like, did she just instantly appear in the castle? So, it, it yeah, it's just interesting that they, like, for once actually show, like, okay, here's, here's how this happens. Yeah. So, that was a neat little detail. 
Yeah. I read, I mean, yeah, because Terra is supposed to be, you're basically like, here is the actual start of the story in the game. So Yes. I do appreciate that. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, but wait, there's, there's trouble afoot. There's unversed. Ah! So, immediately get into a little fighty fight, uh, which mm-hmm. yeah, at this point is like nothing. Um, and then, yeah, there's one little scampering ne'er-do-well who we decide to follow. Um, and he leads us to the bridge. Um, and then we get our title card, baby. Um, and then, yeah, we immediately run to Maleficent, which is, yeah. So again, this is the very first world of Terra. So yeah, it just establishes this theme of, yeah, Terra meets the bad guys. Or at least, I guess it really happens twice, because it's not like he meets Lady Tremaine. Yeah. But like, yeah, Maleficent is his first point of contact, you know, the outside world's period. So, mm. yeah, he just, he is, doesn't assume any malintent, which, all right, I guess fair enough. Um, <laughs> precious, precious sweet dumb boy. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, he um, asks about one Xehanort, which she's like, Xehanort, I don't, I don't know any Xehanort, but maybe you'll find out if you go inside the castle, dear. Mm. Um, which is interesting, like, Clearly, it's Maleficent, so she's, like, definitely trying to play him. A thousand percent. Um, but, yeah, he kind of kind of falls for it. But, yeah, he, like, <laughs> he asks about, um, you know, the, the unverse or, like, the monsters, however he puts it. He's like, oh, like, do you have anything to do with them? She's like, I would never be associated with creatures so base. <laughs> <laughs> That's a secret tool we'll use for stuff. later. Yeah, yeah, like, mm, don't don't turn up your nose so soon, sweetie. Um, so, yeah, that's that's pretty much our kickoff point. So, yeah, we go into the castle and, you know, more unversed goodies. Um, I guess, I don't know, we can get into it, uh, you know, once you kind of get through Terror Story, at least. But, like, the level design... Leave something to be desired. Um, and maybe it's because this is like your first visit. So Terra's sequence is very straightforward. You have the forest, you have the bridge, you have the throne room, you have that little bitty hot, uh, hallway, mm-hmm. and then like Aurora's room. That's like five rooms. Um, yeah. So it's really need a whole lot to do on this visit. Um, but yeah, we... Make our way to Aurora's room, and um, yeah, there's like a dark door. Yeah. Is it a, again, it's it's been a while. Is it like is it outside her room or is it on the bridge? I, I don't. Oh yeah, it's recall. literally like the her bedroom door has like this dark aura around it, and Tara's like, I have a keyblade. No, something we've, right, we've seen so. a million times in other games like, preceding, but yeah, it's like I point at it and the darkness goes away. Yeehaw! <laughs> yeah. Um, are, are we to presume that Maleficent put that there? Mm. Like, because like she shouldn't know that. I mean, I guess she would know. Yeah. Like, at, at this point, spoiler alert: Aurora is asleep the entirety of this world. 
I don't think she even... Yeah. She, she, she only speaks in the flashback version of right. her and Philip meeting in the damn forest. Yeah, she's <sighs> somehow more useless here than she was in the movie. Oh my god. So, yeah. it's not great. Exactly. Again, she's, uh, she's, not, she's not a character. But yeah, at this point, the fairies have put everybody to sleep. So yeah, like the way they mm. we jump in at like like you're saying that like you know last twenty minutes climax. So it's an interesting spot to start. Yeah, the the evil would make you think that Maleficent put this up here, but she. Yeah. I, I, I guess uh, I guess the two like the two schools of thought are the fairies put this up to protect her, or maybe Aurora right. has put it or not Aurora uh, Maleficent has put it up. So that nobody tries to like screw with her, like I leave this, leave this girl alone. She got to be sleeping forever. But I don't know. It, it, yeah. it's, it feels like a very Tara opens the door. Maleficent just sticks her head like, "Oh, you let me in here now, are you?" Right. So it's, yeah. It's like okay. <laughs> is it like she used him to get to her, or yeah, like she placed it there because she wants to keep Aurora in safe hands. Yeah. <laughs> Until she can figure out how to, you know, extract the heart. Like, maybe she needs to order some sort of Acme-like um, <laughs> funnel device to just kind of scoop it out somehow. Exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's confusing. Maybe the game explains it, and I'm just forgetting. I, I don't think it anyways. is explained. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, Tara's so he, story is pretty separate from maybe, Aquas and Ven's. Like, they, Aqua and Ven yeah, oh, yeah. It's like, take place like in for on Forbidden Mountain... I think Terra is the only one who really delves into the castle a whole lot, really. So again, another. Uh, I think, I guess, Dwarf Woodlands was pretty segmented between the the three characters, but this feels kind of a similar vein where Terra is like adjacent but not truly intertwined to kind of make him feel like he's on the outskirts a little bit. But yeah, it's. Uh, I'm not sure how to think about it in hindsight, honestly. Yeah. Um, yeah, again, we can get into it more when we actually visit the other side of the world with the other characters, but this is by far my least favorite world of these three. Mm. Um, so, yeah, so he busts in, which maybe it was like, like, um, like an alarm for her, like, okay, only someone with a key can get through here, because now she's privy to certain information. <laughs> yes. Um... <laughs> And then she knows, okay, well, someone with a key who can get through this door can also get that there heart. So I'm just going to kind of scoochie up on in here and see if I can, you know, pull my little puppet strings, uh, which is exactly what she does. So, mm-hmm. yeah, she kind of alludes to, you know, ah, the seven pure hearts is what I need, and you're going to help me do it, you stupid boy. Oh, my um, God. And then, yeah. Tara realizes, wait a minute, you tricked me. And she says, of course I did. Um, So, yeah, it's it's funny. Like, I guess she just immediately picks up on this kid's got some darkness that I can use. Um, Mm -hmm. And then he, like, realizes he's being played and he's like, I'll never take her heart. And she's like, "Mm, that's cute, but... (laughs) Yeah, you're, you're going to take her heart. And yeah, she just immediately Jedi mind tricks him. I don't know. It's it's weird, right? Because it's yeah. like, okay, if you can like literally control someone's mind because they have darkness, like, why didn't you do that with Riku at any point? Like, 
I guess... Hmm. Yeah, because the only like basis the- is in the movie when Aurora is sad and alone, she tricks her into pricking her finger yeah. on, a fi- on a f- not even a real spindle. Um, but here it's just like, oh, this boy got some darkness. So yeah, yeah there's not really a... Con- yeah, the only kind of... The, the only string holding them together is the comparison between this happening to Terra and her kind kind of just more so appealing to Riku and KH1, not directly right, like, mind control. Yeah. I guess she powers him up, but yeah, like you're saying, it's not no, it's not like direct mind control. Like Riku has the power exactly. and the ambition. She's like, I'm just gonna point the child in this direction, essentially. Yeah, she just emotionally manipulates him, but it's not like she literally, you know, mm-hmm. taps into the darkness. So. Yeah, hmm. and it's also weird because like she. She basically just, you know, learned about the power of capital D darkness, and then she can just immediately possess someone, like, okay. Um, So, it's obviously just a shorthand for, like, oh, oh, Tara's going down a path that we can't follow. Ah! Um, But again, like, we've talked about this a few times, like, they just go so hard out of the gate, because again, this is literally his first world, so, like, for him to immediately be mind-controlled is like, oh, okay. Okay, like it doesn't paint him in the best light, but yeah, he falls for it. So, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, uh, he steals her heart, and then she just kind of immediately yoinks it away. Bye. And then he realizes he comes to his senses, like, oh man, whew, what a crazy night! Oh no, what have you made me do? Um, <laughs> and then yeah. She says, the Xehanort you're looking for is in another castle, uh, yep. but not mine, so get the heck out of here, you idiot. <laughs> and then, <laughs> after all that, you decide, hey, can I get your number? Uh, let's uh, let's forge a D-link here. <laughs> <laughs> Which, um, yeah, uh, it's interesting that, yeah, you can D-link with a villain, so you like to see it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, her... Her moveset's pretty cool. She's got her fire and sleepy attacks. And then, I, um, yeah, the, the like, finishers, like, lightning-based. And then, like, an actual, like, dragon fire move. So, like, it's all very on theme. So that's cool. Definitely, um, yeah. It's it's greatly appreciated. And then, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I wish they would do that more. Because I think she's the only... I think... I think there's a... Captain Justice slash Captain Dark dealing when we get to it, but I I, I don't know for sure. I don't remember. Um, hmm. But yeah, I don't think he connects with any other villains, unfortunately. I don't. I'm like trying to think right now. I don't. I don't think so. There is. Yeah. It's. I think. I think you're right. I think like Captain. Justice Darkness, I forget which version of Pete. I mean, totally original character insert here. Um, it it kind of is. And it's also not even a story one, it's a side one too. But I think this is the only... This might be the only villain one. And this might yeah. be... I think this is the only Terra exclusive one. As yeah. Well. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't know if the other two have exclusive dealings. I guess we'll keep an eye on that. Ven has one I know of and won't say anything, and I don't think Aqua has an exclusive one actually. So that'll be something to keep like, in mind. 
Okay. I think I know which one you're talking about for Finn. Yeah. But I would I would asterisk that. Yes. Um, yes, yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, like, all that to say, like, I, I wish they would have leaned into this a little more, um, like, yeah, like, when Kingdom Hearts does, like, multiple playable characters, like, they give little hints of, like, okay, here's this one thing this character can do, but, like, I feel like they never, like, go all the way with it, so. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I wish... <sighs> it's it's sad, because a lot of the D-Links are good, but... Yeah. I guess for... It's... It's a double-edged sword of that multiple characters get access to them, aka Ven and Aqua get the majority of them. Terra actually loses out on a lot of D-Links, but because there are so yeah. many that are across the three characters, they feel, especially when you're even like, we're doesn't not even like what we're doing, we're doing every kind of concurrently. I remember playing BBS for the first time, doing the three worlds and being like, cool, I got Cinderella again, cool, I got Cinderella again, yeah, cool, exactly. I got Cinderella again, so... I don't know what yeah. what could have been done to juju it up a little bit more, but uh, in hindsight, right. I would have appreciated something like that. Yeah. So, anyways, Maleficent, Maleficent disappears, and then I don't even know, like, does she tell him, like, go down to the throne room and nope. fight a monster? Nope. She's, she just pieces out. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. So then, okay. Yeah, I think I remember like thinking, "Oh, this is really weird and out of place." But yeah, you go down to the throne room, and there's a monster for you to kill. It's just like, okay, I guess we need a boss somewhere. Exactly. <laughs> um. Oh, and if you're if you're a good little boy and you explore the tower room, uh, you can get attack recipe and a sleep command. Which, <sighs> yeah. So. We're at a weird place in the game, or at least I am, where, like, it feels like the command, like, the, the command tap has kind of dried up, right? <laughs> where, like, when you do get commands, it's, like, new ones. It's, yeah, like, these kind of one-off spells, like sleep, where you don't, you can't really do anything with it. It's kind of just one and done, and then, like, I think there's, like, a sleep strike that you can meld, but, yeah. like, it's not like you get sleep ra and sleep ga, so it's, like... You kind of hit a dead end as far as, like, new commands to meld. And then, like, the other one is, like, oh, okay. binding. Yes. The well... Yeah. Within the first... At the, probably the end of these first three worlds, because... Yeah, because if this is level one for Terra, then it's level three for Aqua and Vin, you do feel like the yep. the acquirable command pool for at least, like, finding the ones in the wild to be able to buy those yeah. existing ones or meld them. The pool runs a little dry at this point, definitely. At this point, I was crafting, like... Or, you know, buying and then uh, putting experience into commands I already had. Just so, like, oh, like, I used up all my fires. I'll buy two, three fires. I'll buy one more yep. of this. Da, 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 da. So, yeah, now it feels like the, all right, you know, you're, you're in your garage with your, uh, like, elementary school chemistry set. And then you just put down your welder's mask. Yep. And I'm like, I'm going to do some shit. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like, I'm at that point where, like... Like, the only option I have for, like, melding is, like, um, I don't know, like, cool action command, like, you know, some sort of raid attack or, like, a surge, mm -hmm. and then, like, a spell, like, Blizzard, and I'm like, oh, what is this gonna be? And then you, you preview it, and it's just Blizzara, and it's like, okay, cool, so, like, I'm just gonna add another spell, another elemental spell at that. 
you know what I mean? Like, you're going to sacrifice an attack command that's, you know, unique and cool for just more powerful Blizzard. So it's like, yeah, it's just, it's kind of boring, like, what your options are at this point. Um, yeah. So my de- my deck has not changed too much um, over the course of these few worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, just kind of focusing on the uh, the classic trio of elementals, but... Hopefully soon we'll we'll start getting some more I think more razzle dazzle. I think going into the next like I, I should say I guess the ground next episode and beyond covers we open up a like yeah. a new kind of pool we get access to some some more different goodies. Yeah. I, I think it's gonna change right. luckily very soon. Um, but yeah, right, yeah, right now I'm just oh this thing's cycled out, melt something out of it, slap a new command in. I'm just kind yep. of making stuff so I can get abilities and just enhance the character even further. Exactly. So. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. We get our boss, the Wheel Master, which, again, the theming is on point because it's a giant spinning wheel yes. horsey. Um, and. Yeah, it's kind of. Okay. I think this could be a decent boss in a different arena because you're in the throne room, which is just so humongous. Big. Yeah, very, very much like the throne room in uh, Castle of Dreams. Um, but yeah, it it's like main attack, quote unquote, is just running around in circles and like charging at you, which just amounts to you having to chase it down and whack it. Yeah, and it, it gets it gets old. <laughs> it's a very interesting choice for a first boss. I'm actually gonna check to see. I'm just checking to see what our other first bosses were. Because yeah, for for Aqua, yeah, it was the cursed coach, which is a vaguely similar. And then for Ven, it was the mad treant. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know the wheelmaster. So I had I remember playing BBS for the first time and being. I'm not sure if I had. I'm not sure if I remember the boss like being egregious or difficult. It was definitely difficult on proud mode only because the wheel shot uh, can one-shot yep. you. So you have to be very careful as, mm. as Terror in this point of the game, a.k.a. right out the gate. But yeah, I just kind of remember being like, this is a very hit-and-run strategy, yet again, for yeah. the, the very first boss of a campaign. So it feels questionable to some degree. Like, I don't know. Like, do I want a boss I can just kind of run yeah. up a whale on? Or do I... This feels a bit more annoying than it than it should be, again, as, as a Especially first Especially with I think. For Terra of all characters, because he's the least mobile. So it's just like... Oh, but yeah. <laughs> why, are you, why are you picking on this man while he's already no. down? <laughs> yeah, like... Uh, yeah, it's not great. And then... Yeah, I don't... Because, yeah, it's like... When it's charging, it's just a giant hurt box. Yep. So, like, you already have so such a limited opportunity to actually get in. And then, yeah, when you are whacking it, it's got, like, you <sighs> know, it's big spinny wheel attack, which that's your only time to really hit it. So you just got to kind of tank it. Yeah. Which, again, I guess it's Terra, so I guess you can kind of do that. but A little bit, yeah. Yeah, like, it's there's really not much you can do, like, defense-wise. Because, yeah, like, you just want to capitalize on when it's stopped and just get in as much damage as you can exactly then... yeah it's yeah god <laughs> the the jump attack it reminds me honestly of the of the coach so aqua's first boss but yeah a lot of the times especially like after the wheel shot you're for, for those who haven't played or fought against Wheelmaster, the it shoots around the room which i do like it makes use of the fact that there's a lot of space in the in the throne room 
and then the, the wheel yeah. just kind of falls to its side, and then it jumps around randomly, getting getting back to the wheel so it can re-equip it, do whatever it wants to do next. But because it yep. jumps around so much, it you almost feel like you're tugging at two different strings. <laughs> Unintended, but I'll take it. Because you're like, oh, I want to mm-hmm. beat the main body. I want to beat the main body. I want to get this fight over and done with. Because I feel like if you attack the wheel, your window for opportunity feels much th- like smaller than it actually kind of should be to some degree. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I have a lot of mixed feelings uh, about the Wheelmaster in general. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's just a first boss, so not much to say about it. But, um... Yeah, when you beat him, you do get a deck capacity increase. Woohoo! And then a Diamond Dust Command style. Woohoo! Uh, and then we get a little wrap up cutscene where, you know, Terra's wondering, you know, why does Xehanort want to, you know, go after the lights of these pure hearts? How dare Kind of. Hence that, yeah, she got the idea from him. Um, which, yeah, that's suspicious. <laughs> Never would have thought and then, yeah, Terra kind of, you know, moves on. Then we get a little epilogue with Maleficent where basically she just explains, mm, someday, <laughs> ten years from now, I will collect all these hearts. Mark my words. What an oddly specific thing to yell into the sky. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she, she's always playing the long game, that Maleficent. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> Um... So, yeah, we also get, for our efforts, the lovely Fairy Stars Keyblade. Yay. So it's got Strength 2, Magic 3, Medium Length, Crit Rate 25%, Crit Damage times 1.2. So, again, not much variety stats-wise between them, so I just go off of how it looks. And this one is just... Okay. It's a, it's a it's a design choice, definitely. <laughs> it, yeah. it, it's so weird. It feels like it's it's like every like I imagine in this scenario, there's like you know like making your character like you know here's your here's your sliders for every single like aspect of this design, and it feels like it's extreme in one direction, and then the opposite in one gauge, and then I don't know, like Fairy Stars feels very all over the place to me, honestly. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, all right, you got to make a Sleeping Beauty keyblade. Like, what do you do? Like, okay, I guess I like that they lean into the fairies, because like we were saying when we discussed the movie, like, yeah, it's kind of like the main part of the movie, but like, I don't know, you could have done something with the spinning wheel or the thorns, especially like, I wish they would have done exclusive keyblades for some worlds. Like, Terra could have gotten, like, a dark keyblade. Give Terra Thorn keyblade. Yeah, like, that would have been pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, Fairy Stars is just basically, like, a rainbow popsicle keyblade. Yeah, that's, Um, that's very, that's, that's, that's on point. What can I say? (laughs) Yeah, like, it's, it's a lot. (laughs) Um... I guess it's not too much, because really it's just the colors that are egregious. Um, but it does have that same problem that I mentioned last week, where, like, the blade is, like, yeah, it's it's three blades in one, because yeah. it's the different colors, and it's just, like, uh, like, 
you could have just done this with the handle and then the blade could have done something else. Like that didn't need to be persistent mm-hmm. across the whole design. It is that, so, that embodies the design because it's the handle. Yeah. Which I, I, I like the handle part at the very least, but yeah, it being the blade and then also the teeth as well feels a little. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Like we, we get it. I get what you're going for. <laughs> There's three fairies. Don't you know? It's basically the Powerpuff Girls Keyblade. <laughs> <laughs> no lies detected. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I don't use this one too much. Yeah, um, I don't use it because at this point, it's for Terra, it's at least his first um, Keyblade. But for Fed and Aqua, it's their, thir- it's their third acquirable Keyblade. At this point, I feel right. like I'm over them and I switch back to their... They're starting Keyblade yeah. for the next part. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so, yeah. <clears throat> All right. So, that's Terror's story wrapped. Yep. Now we get to check in on our good boy, Benny Ben. So, he shows up, and yeah, look at that. Uh, Terra, he's not here. No, no. Where'd he get off to? <laughs> <laughs> um, but boy, are we going to keep trying, so... Might as well hang out over here, I guess. So he um just kind of finds his way into Aurora's room somehow, Ooh. and the fairies are still in shock because um yeah uh, someone just stole her heart. So please get away. Uh, <laughs> get ready to get ready to bust a cap and Ben. Like they're basically like, all right. We're ready to kill on girls. One, two, three. Yeah. <laughs> Get away! Uh, but they realize very quickly that no, no, he's he's a good boy. He's got a light of pure heart as, or a heart of pure light as well. Which at first just kind of comes <laughs> off as an unassuming comment, but then you wonder, like, wait a minute, are they like, do they know some things? Um, so yeah, that's interesting. But yeah. Finn puts on his charisma stat, and they realize, okay, now we we can team up. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, he asks, you know, what's the story here? And, oh, Maleficent stole her heart and whisked it away to the Forbidden Mountains. And Finn just says, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll go there. I got nothing better to do, so <laughs> let's do it. Bas- ba- basically. <laughs> Yeah, so, yep, we have our orders. Um, so, same deal, you could kind of explore the castle a little bit to get some trezzy trezzies. Um, but yeah, you make your way back over the bridge and through the forest, and we end up at a wall of flames, which... It's funny, so th- this happened in the movie as well, but they're like, Oh no, a giant wall, what'll we do, gals? Oh, wait, we can use magic. Let's do that. And then they just get rid of it instantly. Yes. And yeah, the same thing happened in the movie when Aurora goes through the the, the, the fireplace and then the brick wall materializes and then the fairies are like, oh, no, Aurora, get Super back. Easy. Oh, what are we going to do? Barely then, wait a minute. And then Flora just magics it away. And it's like, why were you bothering? Like, they were literally like, Banging on the brick walls with their hands, like, ah, someone gets through this stupid thing. It's like, come on, like, you're fairies, like, what are you doing? So, yeah, it's like, 
needlessly like presented as an obstacle when yeah they can just immediately hank. Exactly. Um, and yeah, we get quite possibly the most pointless room in the entire game, which is just the scary cliff <sighs> leading up to the castle, which. I guess, so when Aqua comes here, they add some enemies, but for some reason, when you're Ven, yep. there's there's no chest, there's no enemies, you just walk up the cliff. I it's like, it. okay. I yeah, like, you couldn't think of anything to do here. Yeah. Like, it's not even like it's, like, a platforming where, like, you jump from cliff to cliff. It's like, no, just It's a literally a straight damn line. Yeah, I so, watching yeah. the movie, I do appreciate a lot of the scenery in Enchanted Dominion, but I think of the level design, the actual execution, and I think of this and, like, the other rooms. I'm just like, why, God, why? Because, yeah, there's yeah. nothing, there, there's, no, I, like, the imagery, fantastic. Me actually walking through it, it's it's just a big empty room with nothing to do, and I want to scream, but I have no mouth. Yeah, basically. Um, so, you get through the castle, and... I do appreciate how and Kingdom Hearts does this a few times but yeah you get the non I guess in this case unversed enemies where yeah you beat up the piggies and the yes. whatever the like weird chicken archers yeah um, they're just called Maleficent goons that's that's the goons, it the goon squad <laughs> um, so that's fun although they do not drop the D-Link juice. So if you D-Link at all, yeah. like, you're pretty much screwed. Like, you're not going to be able to get it back up for the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. So that's annoying. Um, but, yeah, you get to whack them. Um, and there's some mild... Or actually, no, when Vin's section, it's just straightforward. You just kind of <laughs> yep. round the corner in that first room, then just go through. Um, and then, yeah, you end up in the throne room, and... For some reason, you get a scripted fight where the goons just kind of come at you from both sides. And uh -huh. it's like, okay, like, you think, like, the fairies would have something to do here? Yeah. Like, I don't know, like, some sort of, like, you know, when you're escorting Minnie and you got that little spell. Um, yeah. But, no, it's just beating them up on your own again, so whatever. Yeah, it's very um, odd. Very odd that it was an instance fight, but uh, what do we know? Yeah. Um so in the next room is um uh does Ben have the maze as yes. well or Yes. Okay. So yeah, uh, it's just it's just called Hall. It's just the room called Hall, but for those who have played a Chen Dominion. Yeah, it's it's the weird it's the weird Team Rocket uh secret base one where oh, there's yeah. a warp there, yeah, there's warp there's it, there the warp points are also fairly straightforward. It's just the it's the inconvenience of, it reminds me of, here's a very specific core memory, but there's probably other puzzles like it in video gaming. It reminds me of the treasure chest shop in Majora's Mask, where, very similar concept mm. of, you have a grid in front of you, but only as you approach do the, do the barriers and the walls come up, so you have to find your way through on your own. Well, you know, mm -hmm. trial and error. Yeah, for sure. Like... I don't know. It's just annoying. Like, yeah. I think the imagery of Maleficent's castle, it's like peak evil castle design. So you could have a lot of fun with it, especially like, like I said, like in the movie, like one of my favorite scenes is, you know, when she's chasing the crow outside and it's like, yeah, like they're like, you know, scaling like the rooftops and stuff. And like, you get all that like 
you know, the the exterior of the castle yep. with like the spires and everything. There's none of that here. Like <laughs> most of yeah, the floor plan for the castle is this big old hall which has nothing to do with the movie and it just ends up an annoying labyrinth. So it's like okay. Um so uh, normally with this sort of thing, I would be very thorough to like make sure I'm hitting every warp point so I can get all the treasure, but I'm I was just like I don't care. I just want to get through this as fast, fast as possible, which when you do that, it is actually pretty simple. Like, I think I only had to use, like, two portals, and then you end up, you know, at the goal. So I was like, okay, like, why is this so pointless? <laughs> <sighs> yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's a time, definitely. But, I don't know. It's, it, it's so back and forth for me. Like, I, I appreciate the, oh, it's something different. But then again, I think we talked about this either uh, in Woodlands or uh, Castle, that it just feels like kind of extra padding to kind of like lengthen it it out a little bit. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, I guess it's, I appreciate that it's something different, but yeah, like, because like in the movie, right? When the fairies first show up, like, they're terrified because they're just like, we can't go there, girls. Um, mm. And, yeah, they're, like, sneaking around and stuff. They, like, do their little shrinky dink. So, like, maybe you could have brought back the the tiny Vin segment. <laughs> um, and, yeah, done, like, some cool stuff there where, like, yeah, you have to, like, avoid, like, yeah, like, the giant pig guards or something. I don't know. But, yeah, instead we get just this weird annoying maze where it's like okay like yeah you tried i am so. get, i am getting flashbacks to the stealth sections in uh chain of, uh, not chain of memories uh days right now as you say that <laughs> oh god okay maybe maybe this was the better choice um but yeah like okay so i guess we've explored pretty much all the world now like yeah so like from end to end you have Pointless room with Aurora. Hallway. Pointless giant throne room. Mm-hmm. Bridge that's really long. Forest, which kind of shakes things up a little bit because there's like, quote unquote, platforming where you can <laughs> jump on hills <laughs> to truly, get chests. Truly, quote unquote, platforming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then basically another bridge with the cliff. And then the first room in the castle from Lifson is kind of interesting. And yeah. then the throne room, which, I mean, it's pulled from the movie, so I'll give them props for that. It's, like, very much one-to-one. Mm-hmm. Uh, same with the, the, the good castle throne room, I guess. Um, and then there's, like, some other corridors that are pretty nondescript. And then, yeah, this yep. big hall. So it's just, like... I think it's just the most boring of the worlds as far as, like, nothing's interesting. I would say yes. Like, nothing mm-hmm. interesting is happening with these rooms. Like, you're not using the space in any clever way. Correct. And, yeah, it gets really tedious because it's literally just a straight line from point to point, And you do that with all three characters, basically. Um, and, yeah, it's annoying because, yeah, I think of the three, like, this one has the most interest. Well... That's the most interesting aesthetic, but as far as level design, I guess, like I was saying earlier, if they leaned more into, like, Maleficent's castle, Mm -hmm. they could have made this one interesting, but, like, it's weird to me how, like, 
for me, the most iconic, again, mild quotes there, but like the location that stood out to me the most, and I think we may even spend the most time at in the movie, is the little, the little cottage. The fairy's little The forest in the glade. Yeah. The old abandoned woodcutter college. Yeah, like it's weird. Like we never yeah. go there. Actually, Because, like, there. you know, they have the dwarves' cottage. They have Lady Tremaine's house, the 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 chateau. But yeah, yeah, like we don't see the fairy's house. Which I don't know. That seems like a really obvious. Like you could have just put it right in the middle of the forest to kind of break it up a little, and then <laughs> you could have gone inside to explore. But yeah, it's just like there's no real identity to this world like it's all just very thingy yeah and then when it does try it just kind of falls flat with like yeah the yeah and, stuff, and so. there's just there's just too much empty space in enchanted dominion at the end of the day yeah oh yeah absolutely and then yeah like Maleficent's castle is just so drab and like all the rooms just look so similar and yep. it's just like uh and especially like because we had already explored, like, the Evil Queen's dungeon and, like, you know, very similar vibes there. So it's just, like, this world's not really doing anything new. So, yeah, I don't care for it. And then, yeah, like, the bosses aren't great. So I guess we should talk about that. So, <laughs> um, when you solve the puzzle, uh, Ben finds Aurora's heart, which is just, like, weirdly hanging out which made me like think about like okay like in Kingdom Hearts 1 Maleficent, Maleficent like literally kidnaps the princesses so like she doesn't steal their hearts she just steals them yes she just literally <laughs> and keeps them. the hearts in them yes <laughs> so it's like a like like a literal heart transplant. Like you don't just want the heart just hanging out. Like you, you need to get it back in the body ASAP. But yeah, it's just randomly just floating in the abyss um, for a Keyblade wielder to just immediately unlock it. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, we get the flashback to Aurora meeting Philip, and it's like her only voice lines in the entire game. <laughs> um because, yeah, apparently when you unlock the heart, you unlock the memories that go along with it, so you can get some brief exposition. Whatever. Um, and, yeah, they they give him a little spiel about, oh, your heart's very pure, too. You're such a good boy. Here's a cookie. <laughs> um, and then they say, let's go back now. we gotta we got to follow that heart. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yep, we backtrack, and then, oh, look who's here. It's Maleficent, because she knew that this was exactly what Ben would try to do. So, <laughs> yeah, she decides to get in some some nasty remarks regarding Tara, and says, ah, he's fallen to the dark side. And Ben says, no, he'd never do that. I don't believe you. Um, and... Yeah, just classic <laughs> bad guy banter. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, yeah, they decide to fight. So we get a little Maleficent boss, which, yeah, it's kind of funny to think about fighting Maleficent this early. Um, but, yeah, she's pretty straightforward. Like, yep. very similar to the KH1 Maleficent boss, where, like, she's kind of static. She doesn't really move around a lot. Um, yeah, she... She warps around, that's it, but she doesn't have, like, any actual movement. 
So it's yeah, it's be where, be where the people are, aka just 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 run over to Maleficent. Yeah, it's like the opposite of the Wheelmaster, where like she's pretty easy to track down, then you just whack on her. But um, yeah. she's got some classic Thundaga magic up her sleeve. Uh, so you know, definitely want to watch out for that because it hits really hard, but it's super predictable, so pretty easy. Yeah. Um, and then she's got like a variant where it'll create multiple strikes around her. So legit for that. Um, and then, yeah, when she gets tired of it, she just kind of warps away. So that's kind of annoying where you got to chase her down. Um, but again, not really anything you can't handle. Exactly. And then her big attack, which is not really threatening at all, is Cursed Light, <laughs> where I guess if you fail it, I assume it would like put you to sleep. I believe, and I'm going to double check because I keep tabs open for this reason, I'm pretty sure Cursed Light just, uh, not it doesn't poison you, but it, I believe mm. it just saps your health away. It doesn't, <laughs> doesn't do anything like that great, honestly. I'm double checking right now, but yeah, I don't, don't think it's, uh, uh. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll 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 sap your HP a little bit. Funny enough, it puts her to sleep. Well, you know the the reaction for it puts her to sleep, but doesn't actually put her to sleep. What's I mean? I mean, doesn't put Vent to sleep. God damn it. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, like you're never gonna see the effect because it's so. There's such a huge window for you to get to the little fairy circle. Where, yeah, you do the reaction command, which is just hit the buttons and a sequence, and then it just immediately reflects the spell back on her. Aww. And then she goes Betty bye. <laughs> and <laughs> exactly. Just wail on her. So I, I do appreciate, yeah. in seeing the movie now, that uh, the fairies have a big help in Ven's part of the story. Yeah. And be like, we're going to help this boy! And, you know, they, they're very useful in the, the back half of the, of the movie as well. Realize that. You also don't even have to run over to the, the fairy circle. Like, a lot of times, it'll just yank you there as well. Mm. So, I guess oh, for, for for visualization, for those who haven't played it, Maleficent fills the room, and there's, like, a circle where it's obviously like, Come over here, fatty boy! Sometimes, yeah. it literally just yanks you there to the safe spot. You don't even have to do anything. And then you just yep. you start to do the, the reaction command. And it's fairly simple. Yep. So, overall... Pretty easy boss fight. Yeah. Um, so when you beat her, you get the Thunderbolt command style, which I, I don't know if we've talked about this one yet, but it's probably my least favorite of the elementals because mm. I just feel like the and like the the attack animation is so like I don't know stuttered, like laggy, slow, like it just doesn't feel good, like. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember exactly. Like, yeah, it's at least I'm a big fan of. Um, uh, I forget the hell what the fire one is, but I really like Diamond Dust. Firestorm. I really like Firestorm. So yeah, so um, Thunderbolts. It, it feels a little lacking. Uh, personally, yeah. I haven't used it much this playthrough because you just get it as Vin, and then I I'll, I have it on Aqua, but I haven't swapped over to it yet because I haven't done with Aqua's OG. Um, yeah, 
command style either. But yeah, it, it, I don't know. It's it it definitely lacks compared to the other two. So you feel like you're missing out, or it, you know, it feels weaker. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. If I go into Thunder Bolts, I'm just like, ugh, get me out of this. Here, um, here I am again. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we get a little conversation about no, Terra's good. He would never turn to the dark side. Um, and then Aqua shows up too. Ah, and she says, "Don't listen to her, Ben. She's just trying to split us apart." Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, Terra would never in. do that. Yeah, yeah. Aqua, <laughs> you know, gives them the whole spiel. Like it's time to go. Home. I love. So yeah, Aqua's mission currently is to find Ven. So Vin, she tells yeah. him, "You need to go home, Mister." Um, and they're just having this conversation, like, right in front of Maleficent, and she's just like, I'm right here. <laughs> like, evil villain, you don't want to, you know, let your guard down around me, I can hurt you still. Mm-hmm. Um, but they don't care, because they know that she's a joke. Um, but yeah, Vin says, no, I'm gonna stay up past my bedtime, you can't stop me, and then he just runs away, because he's oh God, God. Tara, Tara, where are you? Eh. <laughs> um, so... Because, yeah, we get a little flashback to Benitas where he's like, oh, Terry, you know, is gone forever, blah, blah, blah. Um, so, Vin exits stage left. He gets his new shiny Keyblade. And then, yeah, at this point, because we completed all three worlds with Vin, uh, we get this weird little cutscene where in the lanes between, uh, we see a floating masked boy who kind of is like, trying to lure Vin to a shiny new world. <laughs> so, we'll see where that leads next time. Um, and then I guess we should also mention that Terra, similarly, when he completes his three worlds, uh, he is prompted to go to a mysterious tower. Yeah. Hmm, maybe it's time I should get to the bottom of this. So, things are happening. Uh, but yeah, once again, it's time for Aqua to clean up the boy's mess. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah, she shows up similarly to um, Castle of Dreams. Um, yeah, kind of. Over. They like overlap, right? Yeah. So she's there, like toward the end of Vin's visit, because she sees Aurora's heart floating toward the castle. Um. <clears throat> So, yeah, we make our way toward said castle, and we have the similar, the same co- uh, conversation plays out from Aqua's perspective, um, but we get a little bit more because she stays after Vin leaves. And yep. yeah, Melissa kind of hints that she knows what a Keyblade is and understands that it can unlock hearts, blah, blah, blah. Oh, and no. Then through that, Aqua realizes, oh, wait, Terra used his Keyblade to get that heart for you. Uh oh. So now Aqua's having her doubts, but she decides that um, you know, might as well save the day while I'm here. So <laughs> she ends up um, um, going to the dungeon and finds, or no, sorry, Maleficent just. Yoinks her. Yes. She summons a black hole, which yeah. throws her to the dungeon. Ew. Which again, like, why didn't you do that when 
both of them were just standing there talking, not paying attention to you. Because that makes uh, so much sense. We can't have that. Yeah. So, yeah, she meets Philip in the dungeon, and they decide to team up. Um, and then the fairies show up. Yay! So, the, the, the gang's all here, everybody. Um, so, yeah, they realize, oh, true love's kiss will wake Aurora. Um, and then, yeah, we break out and prison um, break yes so so aqua can kind of explore a little bit more of like the corridors in between but you want to end up in um the hall which yeah has magically it's not a labyrinth anymore so again it's just another giant empty room yeah we love the cool (laughs) Yeah, like it, it's a weird choice. Like, why bother going here at all? Yeah, but I guess it's a way to team up with Philip, yay, and I fight sh- off some goons. <laughs> yeah, which is just kind of okay. Like, it's weird because like he gets the HP bar, HP bar treatment and everything, so he's like an actual ally. But like, he doesn't really do anything, so it's like. He goes swish and he goes swash. He's got nothing really flashy or unique. And I feel yeah. like that's kind of just an epitome of a lot of the BBS party members. So Yeah. He's uh Yeah, they tried. There you go. An attempt was made. It was not a yeah, late one. Yeah, so especially on proud mode. I don't remember this happening a lot on a normal difficulty, and you can attest to that. Philip on my end just gets swamped and then he's just like, well, I guess I'm dead now. And I'm like, sir, I need oh. you to take care of like one enemy. I'm dying over here. <laughs> yeah, he he didn't die for me, but I was wondering like, okay, is this like a fail state if he does die? Because that'd be really annoying. No, I thought the same thing. I was like, crap. He he gets, I was about to say second winded. That's the, that's the ability. But yeah, he'll come back yeah. eventually. But you can't, it's not like a Donald Goofy where you can, try to heal him like B- right. bbs is truly you are the party and like sometimes you get a friend but truly it's all you baby so you better protect yeah. yo shit yep so yeah after that we end up back in the entrance hall but they put up the gate so we gotta do some platforming bits to knock on some wheels so yeah, you gotta fight, fight off more goons, and then you'll get a prince reaction command. Yeah. Where he throws you up, and then, yeah, smash the ramparts to make a little notch to jump up on. It's weird. <laughs> um, but it's something, I guess. Um, so, yeah, just gotta find the wheels, and then knock them out, and then look at that, the path forward is clear, and then... I guess through the power of friendship, Aqua learns high jump. Yay! <laughs> she doesn't high jump at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah. It was very early slash interesting that she learns it at this point, but the, the boys don't. So yeah, ter- I don't remember when they get it exactly. I, but I don't that'll be interesting to see. Yeah. They don't have it as of yet. Tara got it. I believe. Terra got it in Dwarf Woodlands, maybe, because I think Dwarf is his level three version. Uh, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe he, I'm just so forgetting. He, so yeah, uh, sorry, he gets he, he gets air slide then, and then Ven is just left out to pasture so far. 
but yeah. Right. Okay. Um, so yeah, we're officially free. Yay! Um, so yeah, you go back through the forest, and then you make your way to the bridge, and Maleficent's back, baby. Oh no! And then she goes dragon mode, because of course she has to, and... Yeah, it's... Insert an annoying boss that's also a Maleficent dragon here for the second time! (laughs) Yeah, like... (laughs) I mean, I'll say it's pretty straightforward, because... She'll end up on one end of the bridge, then she'll go to the next, but, like, while she's there, you know, you can hit her, she'll do some fiery bits, and she'll, like, you know, slam on the ground and do some bitey-biteys, but they're all attacks that, you know, are pretty avoidable if you know what you're doing, so it's not like she's, like, constantly running away, um, until she does, when she flies around the arena, and then you just gotta kind of hang out, but, um, it's... It's really weird seeing her fly. It's not exactly elegant. <laughs> <laughs> it's very, it's very, it's very big dragon, tiny itty bitty wings. Very dragonite yeah. scenario. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like the end of Bugs Life when the um yes. the German caterpillar turns yeah. into a butterfly and so he just he just gets really tiny wings. <laughs> yeah, like these these are more for. This is more form over function. So, like, yeah. in the movie, she doesn't fly. I think she kind of, like, jumps. So maybe yeah. it's, like, flying. But it's not like she, like, literally lifts her body off the ground and soars. But here, it's like she does an entire lap around the bridge. And, yeah, it's just really weird because, like, the body is so long. And she, like, does, like, the flying pose where, like, her legs are kind of, like, pulled up. And it's like, this mm-hmm. looks goofy. Yeah. It's like, yeah, like... <laughs> Yes. You want the dragon to be as intimidating as possible. And then this is what um, we get. Yeah. But when she does do that, she has probably her deadliest attack, but also most easy to avoid, but she'll do like her fire run where she sets the whole bridge on fire, girls. <laughs> um, but the, the prince, I forget his little call to action, but he's like, over here, yeah, over here. He says something and you can do selfless prince again. Yes. Yes, so same deal where he throws you up in the air, and then, yeah, you can get some airtime, much like, um, uh, is it the Lord of Dragons from Land of Dragons? Um, oh, gosh. The Flying Boss. The Flying Boss. Whatever his name is. Yeah. You, you, you guys know who we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, like the Lord of the Winds, something like that. Um, but yeah, we're like, you can get up on him to, like, get some hits off, but if you're not careful, you'll fall. Yeah. Um, which is good, because at this point, like, most, if you have, like, melee commands, like, you're probably not going to be able to hit her on the ground, because her head is elevated. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're probably going to be using most of your magic commands, but here, you can, you can, you know, pop off some, some edge commands, some, some strike raids and what have you. Yes. Um, and, yeah, um, the other big attack when she's stationary is same deal where you do princes, whatever, selfless prince, and then mm-hmm. you just kind of slam into her. Uh, it's called body blow. Um, and then that does a lot of damage. Um, and yeah, that's that's kind of it. So like 
it's a pretty easy fight, but yeah, I have gotten in trouble where like if you're like on if you're on the other end of the bridge when she does like the big fire attack, then you have to run to Philip to catch up and like you're taking all this hit from the fire. Um yeah, that might like, get you in a tough spot. But yeah, other than that, again, like same with Ven's fight, where like it's more like flash over challenge because again you have the reaction commands and everything so yeah well yeah it's really not too hard so yeah it's fairly easy i i (laughs) let me know if anyone else has encountered this i did this my first time playing through and just based on pure recollection i did it again i for the longest time forgot that selfless like that Prince Philip honestly exists and, you know, you stand behind him during the Faraga breath to get the selfless prince. I would always, for quite some time, run to this, like, Maleficent side and then be like, I guess this is where I live now. Which is cool mm-hmm. if you have magic equipped and you can shot lock. But other than that, you're just waiting around with uh, your kind of, like, your, your hands up your butt for, like, ten seconds as she tries to finish the attack animation. So, mm-hmm. I did that my very first time, not knowing that Philip was a thing, probably until later in the fight. Probably once she started flying around, and I was like, oh, wait, I can do the, you know, I can do selfless prints. I can be, get springboarded up to her height. And then I started doing the same thing here before I looked back, and I was like, why is the fire not... Oh, I need to get behind Philip, don't I? And then... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, it's one of those things where, like, I don't really know what I'm supposed to do, but then, yeah, if you're caught off guard, like, yeah, it'll do it'll hurt you <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah it's when you, if you get to her side the fire's kind of weird but you're you're mostly safe it's just the fight becomes incredibly boring because you're not interrupting the fire breath right. you're not doing anything yeah you're just exactly <laughs> yeah yeah because like there's like a limited window so yeah uh but yeah once we beat her um it's funny. So, like, in the movie, she's just basically dead, because you just see her little evil puddle where it's like, ah, the force of gold has beat the forces of hell. Uh, which is interesting that she says hell again here in Birth by Sleep. She said hell. Um, she said a bad word. she goes in a dragon Disney. mode. Yeah, look at that. Um, but here she just materializes as regular Maleficent. So yep. it's like, okay, like... <laughs> Interesting. Like, they didn't even try to put up the front of, like, oh, we beat her, but then, oh, she came back, which maybe that'd be silly if then she does the same thing again in Kingdom Hearts 2. Like, how many is how many times is this girl going to die? Exactly, but, yeah. she's yeah. just there. In KH1, she just... at least, after the dragon fight, she has the iconic slash, you know, take it from the movie. Yeah. Just the cloak is left behind death scene. Yeah. Yeah. But here, she's... She's got one less evil monologue to get off. Um, and, yeah, she basically just repeats the same old, same old, like, I don't care how long it'll take me. I'm going to get these hearts if it's the last thing I do. Essentially. Um, which is, yeah, really funny in hindsight. Like, you're really bad at your job. Because... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, in Kingdom Hearts 1, over the course of the game, she gets Alice um, and Jasmine and Kyrie. 
So that leaves mm. four hearts, presumably, that she got over the course of the previous ten years. One of them is in your world, and you have already captured once. <laughs> but then you lost it. But then, like, the other three, like, Cinderella and Snow White are, like, right around the corner. Like, we just found those worlds by complete happenstance. But you're actively looking for them, but still, it took you ten years to get them. And then I always had the impression that she got bells fairly recently because Beast Beast has been like pursuing them and like yes. he just arrives at Holobastion when we do. So yeah. I feel like that wasn't too long. So like yeah. yeah. Like most of them she just gets in Kingdom Hearts One, and then it's like it really took you an entire decade to find these three hearts of these worlds that are all right next to each other. Like, girl, <laughs> how are we supposed to take you seriously? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. She's trying her um, diddly darndest. Yeah, I guess maybe like the issue is like she hasn't been able to travel to other worlds until some like, point. The heartless invasion. I don't know. Yeah, because ar- yeah, it, it it definitely makes it seem like she stews for a good number of years, and then she's like, "All right, cool, let's enact uh, planned uh, alpha, beta, gamma now," but. Sometime fairly recently leading up to uh, KH1's story, at very least. Yeah, I think we talked about this in Kingdom Hearts 2, maybe, Mm. but I actually wouldn't mind some sort of flashback to Maleficent of, like, okay, like, at what point did you set off your evil plan? Because, like, I'm confused on timeline, and, like, like, yeah, when did you get certain information... And, like, how did you, you know, assemble the Dark Avengers? Like, yeah. yeah. It, it would just be interesting to fill in that blank. Um, yeah. Oh, oh, just, just, just you wait. Just you mm. wait, everybody. We're going to have a I fun time. In a, in, I mean, it's, it's a ways away, but. I don't yeah. like Son of This. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's all she's got for this game. So thanks yep. for coming, Mal. Um, cause yeah, we are done. So Aqua gets her face stars as well, and then Xehanort's report number six. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. And then for her wrap up, um, it's kind of weird. She f- she finds Terra, and similar. To Ventus with the masked boy. Yes. She just randomly runs into him in the lanes between, which is like, okay, he's been gone how long? Like, you're so behind him from this world, but you just <laughs> you just run into him on the highway. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> but it's, whatever. Yeah. I, I don't think the sequence of events truly matters for this one. I was, But I was like, um, yeah. how did, where did, um, uh, 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 uh. but... She does at least spy Tara be like, I know that dude! And uh, stumbles upon one very familiar Radiant Garden. Yes, so that's our, our big hook for the next sequence of <clears throat> events. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just so annoying to me how they keep running into each other and then they keep splitting up. It's like, can y'all just stick together? Like, tell Ven, okay, like... If you if you're not gonna go home, at least stay with me so I can keep an eye on you. Jeez, <laughs> Scooby Doo. But what if they never stay together and they always broke up to find the monster? 
are split up. Yep. Yes. Yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna see it again in the next world. So. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, that does it. So yeah, like I said, like Enchanted uh, Dominion, not a great world. So and like story wise, yeah, it's interesting because yeah, it all happens so late. So like, there's like very little like plot impact as well. Because, like, yeah, I mean, it's probably the worst offender of, like, just being so empty, which I maybe they're, like, using the excuse of, oh, the kingdoms, you know, everyone's asleep, so that's why you don't see anyone. But <sighs> still, it's not great as far as, you know, wanting to be a place you explore. Um, yeah. It, yeah. I realize truly <laughs> how much... I mean, definitely during the handheld games where it goes, look at this sprawling world. There's so yep. many people here. You'll never see yep. another living soul, but I swear there's people here. Yeah. Like, <laughs> at least with the woodlands, you know, you got the, the dwarves. And then in Castle of Dreams, like, you know, you got you got uh, Jacques and the kitty cat to, like, mm-hmm. keep you company in certain segments and, like... Here it's yeah, it's just the fairies yeah. who like you. It's only you only ever see them in cutscenes, really. Um, yep. And then Philip, but yeah, he's just so boring. So who cares? Like, <laughs> so yeah, it, it's not a world I like to spend time in. Yeah, Over, overall, seeing that Xehanort came here, talked to Maleficent gave her the tea on some certain things I think is very interesting and, you know very important yeah. for how she develops now the series kind of helps aside from that yeah. exploring Enchanted Dominion is wanting to just be done with it the second I step into it yeah <laughs> pretty much story so. okay Expl- going through it kind of a kind of a boring time yes so yeah, that wraps it for the Princess Circuit. Yippee! Woo! So, yeah, we completed the, f- the first, I guess, third of the game. Gets a little... Yeah, but essentially, burn, like, but... yeah, we're, if you haven't closed out Act 1, we're about to close out Act 1 going into Act 2. Yeah. Depending on, you know, which yeah, character. Yeah, so... But, yeah. Next episode... Is interesting because yeah, there's those little in between bits before Radiant Garden proper. So maybe mm-hmm. we could probably cover it all because for the most part, Radiant Garden is the same story across all three characters with some slight divergences. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we'll probably go through that. Um. So I yeah, it'll be so. a very story heavy episode. Yeah. Definitely. Which I'll I will take. say, I was thinking about this beforehand. Like, mm-hmm. Birth by Sleep's actually does a good job of interweaving the main plot with the Disney worlds. Like I never feel, well, maybe that's too strong a word, but like <laughs> I don't notice the like really like obvious, like, okay, the Disney worlds are just filler feeling that yeah. most kingdom hearts games have. Yes. I, I feel like it benefits because of the three character structure a little bit. Yeah, because, yeah absolutely. Because one's chasing another's chasing another. Yeah. It's, it's at least feels more and is more engaging than, uh, where's Riku? Every world. Riku's not here. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, it is kind of stupid how they keep bumping into each other and then immediately splitting up. But, yeah. like, 
it's something, at least, yeah, like, you feel the plot moving forward slightly. So, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see if that kind of holds up in the next batch of worlds. I, I feel like it does, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. But yeah, Radiant Garden, anyways, obviously going to be very plot heavy. Lots of, lots of stuff's gonna happen, so lots to talk about. Mm. But, yeah, here endeth the episode. So, yeah, thanks so much for listening. Until next time, um, you can do the things. That's the wrap-up time. So, uh, you can rate and review us on your podcast platform of choice. Mm-hmm. It definitely helps to get some more of those star ratings. Um, you can also email us at khbhpodcast at gmail.com. Drop yep. us a question or a comment. Let us know what you think of the movies. Um, now that we're out of Disney Corner for a minute, um, and then you can subscribe if you haven't already, and you can also tell a friend about us. Spread the good word. Uh, we also got a Twitter. If you prefer that for your communication, uh, link is also in the episode description, but it's also at KHBH podcast. Um, and yeah, that's, that's the things that's the tea everyone. So yeah, that's, that's what I got. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm, 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 I'm seeing a a bright light in the distance. I must follow it. I'd find it so (laughs) enchanting. I'm just going to walk aimlessly without anyone knowing where I am and prick my finger on this shiny little sound. Oh, Oh, Kevin's dead. Do you think, do you think the spindle was like, like, did it poke her? Like, did it prick her finger? Like, was it pointy or was it just like, she just touched it and then just being like, oh. I imagine it's supposed to be pointy because she mentions if she pricks, if she pricks her finger or she's going to prick her finger and she was going to die. Yeah. Like, I feel like I remember the scene, like, a little drop of blood coming out. But then when I watched this time, for some reason, it looked Um, looked kind of dull. Maybe it's not a, maybe it's not a censored, maybe it is a censored version. She does touch it, but then it's immediately like, ah, ha, ha, cut to Aurora dead. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry, sorry, sleeping, sleeping, she's not sleeping, she's sleeping, she's sleeping, she's not dead. But yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I do love the part where Maleficent... Like, it's like a cat showing you their dead bird where she, like, pulls up her cloak and she's like, he is your princess. And it's, like, very, like, graphic, like, how they show her, like, so sprawled out on the floor. like Almost like she's dead. Yeah, literally. Like, with Snow White, you just see the hand fall. And it's like, oh, but here, it's just like she, like, literally collapses. And it's like, okay. Happy it's birthday! 1959, we have the technology to show a dead girl on screen. I mean, sleeping girl. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Alrighty. Well, yeah, that's all we got, everyone. On that note, I'm going to collapse IRL, because... Don't we yeah, all? I've been very sleepy lately. Yeah. <laughs> so, very fitting for this episode, but... Yeah. 
We'll see you next time. Alrighty. Where there'll be action, drama, romance, conflict, all that and more. And the next episode of Kingdom Hearts by Heart. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.